It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. T-Wolves beat the Knicks 117-100. They stay undefeated at home. I got Wolves expert Tyler Metcalf to help me break it all down. And it's coming up next on the Locked On Wolves postcast. You are Locked On Wolves postcast. Part of Locked On Minnesota on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Wolves take care of business tonight versus the Knicks. They moved to 10-3 and on the season, 6-0 and at home. What's happening? Back in the lab, back at it. Another T-Wolves postcast right here on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. You got myself, Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. That's the man, Tyler Metcalf. He's on Twitter, at Team Metcalf 11. Tyler, before we jump into all the action from tonight, quick reminder, tonight's postcast is brought to us by Prize Picks. Easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, brother, let's just jump right into this one here because it feels like we're watching one of the best stories in the NBA right now. Wolves win their six in a row at home. They're now one of only three teams to stay undefeated on their home court alongside with the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets. But let's just start with your big takeaways like we always do before we get into kind of all the individual stuff. What was your big storyline or two from the Wolves' 117-100 victory over the Knicks tonight? Yeah, and the the defense looked awesome again, and that's without Jaden McDaniels for, you know, all but four minutes or so, uh, give or take there, and that, that was huge. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was tremendous at the point of attack defensively. Rudy Gobert was exceptional, holding down stuff around the rim. The rest of the team filled in where needed. Um, and then something that we're not used to them doing in past years is really pulling away in the third quarter. Usually they're the team giving up that big third quarter, and right. tonight was the opposite of that where they were plus 16. Uh, so it, it was just really good really strong performance from start to finish Uh, a lot of kind of instances where years past they give up that lead and they let the opponent back into it and they crawl back and end up throwing the game away or having to really grind out a win down the stretch but tonight they just kind of kept that steady lead that 15 to 20 point lead didn't really let the Knicks get back into it because of that defense and how consistent it's been all year and they're able to just bring home another really impressive win. Yeah, this team, man, Red Hawk coming in, going 4-1 and one on that road trip. That tied the best five-game road trip in franchise history, by the way. And in last year's road trips, four games or longer, the Wolves went 2-3. and three. They won their first two last year. They lost their last three. And I know that first game back home, can it can sometimes be tough to find that energy, bring the heat, so to speak. But I mean, they really found their groove in the third quarter. Like you mentioned, they ran away with it. 35 to 19 advantage in that third quarter alone. They did it, though, by spreading the ball around, finding a way to play great defense. Like you mentioned, once again, without one of their best defenders, Jaden McDaniels, that was awfully impressive. I guess my question is, how much of a confidence booster is that when you don't skip a beat defensively without one of the best defenders in your lineup? And I guess specifically, was there anything tangible as far as what you saw, as far as how they played such great defense without Jane tonight? Because the Knicks got some ballers, man. They can shoot when they get hot. 
Yeah, and the the biggest thing is, I mean, we 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 all know how incredible Jaden is as a point of attack defender, but mm-hmm. early on he was kind of struggling with containing Brunson in that pick and roll. And Brunson's incredible at getting to his spots and putting guys in jail and kind of playing that bully ball out of the pick and roll. Um, and Jaden's almost seven feet tall, so him consistently getting over and navigating those screens and keeping guys like Brunson out of that mid range, it's really tough for him. Uh you know. Unfortunately, he got hurt. We obviously don't like that. I still think they win this game and have an awesome defensive performance with him in this game. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker was absolutely incredible in hounding the opposing lead guard, uh, mainly Brunson, for most of it, and getting around those screens, making things really tough for him, being really quick, kind of beating him to his spots in the mid-range, contesting stuff on the perimeter without fouling. That was the big thing for me where... Nikhil's defense, especially at the point of attack, was the main highlight um, all night because his ability to kind of contain that ball right away in that initial pick and roll action, it allowed everyone else to kind of stay at home. And that's where the Knicks weren't able to capitalize on those extra passes that freed up open threes because guys were able to close out, get a good good contestant or not even allow that kick out in the first place. Yeah, well said. And I, and I want to almost go a little bit deeper on Knock because he, he is just really kind of sticking out right now. But first, the old adage, I mean, it still rings true in the fact that you know you've turned a corner as a franchise when you start winning home games consistently. And the Wolves, I mean, they're doing that and then some right now. And I think the formula for this one versus Tom Thibodeau's squad was pretty simple too, right? Like, take care of the basketball, clean up the glass, and if they're going to double the ball offensively, keep taking the defensive uh, shots that the defense gives you, excuse me, take those easy high-percentage shots. They really spread the ball around tonight, and they had a balanced attack too early on. All nine players scored at least one bucket in the first half on top of 14 assists on 20 field goals made. So I think two guys that are really sticking out to me right now, you mentioned uh, Shake Milton. Like, first off, you can just see, you can kind of tell, Finch is really sticking to this bit. He's trying to get Shake committed, right? He's trying to get him going, trying to get him clicking, heating up. Um, And then meanwhile, now you mentioned it, 11 points, 15, plus 15 in the plus minus tonight. I know two different players in two different roles, but just talk to me a little bit more as far as Nah goes, big picture, how crucial and how clutch he could be for this team coming off the bench. And then just what you've noticed, I guess, with Shake thus far coming into this new system, new team coming from Philly last year. Yeah, and with with Nikhil, it's just it's really similar to what we saw at the end of last season where that defense, that on-ball defense, that perimeter defensive versatility yeah. and his willingness to get down in his stance, move his feet, be really pesky, get into guys and make things really difficult for the opponent. It's a really special skill to have because on nights where Jaden's in foul trouble or gets hurt, he's able to kind of fill in in that similar role while Ant can still kind of go off to the side and you know, kind of coast on defense for most of the game until he's needed when it gets close, kind of like we saw in the Boston game earlier this season. And then when teams go really small and you have Jaden and Ant out there, you're able to bring Nikhil out there too and have a really dynamic kind of triumvirate defensively on the perimeter out there with a ton of athleticism, ton of length, ton of activity. I think the the mindset and the hope with Shake is something similar to that at the point guard spot because Mike Conley, he, he shot pretty well tonight, but he he was kind of a mess on defense tonight. And, you know, he's an older veteran. He's smaller, a smaller guard. That'll happen. But Shake is a couple inches bigger than him, you know, 10, 15 pounds heavier than him. That extra size just gives them a lot more defensive versatility. 
um, in the backcourt when Shake comes on for Conley and getting those reps, getting that chemistry with everyone else on the court is so, so important for him, especially at this stage of the season. It's been a rough start for him. He's still not shooting it well, but tonight he had five rebounds, four assists, and mm-hmm. for a backup guard to make that kind of an impact on the boards against that devastating of a rebounding team in the Knicks, that's really, really important. Um, so I, I thought tonight was one of his better games, and then after securing those rebounds, the way he pushed in transition, especially in the second quarter, was really impressive in the way that they were able to generate a bunch of easy buckets uh, because of his ability to kind of grab and go and initiate that fast break was really important. It, yeah, well said. I'm just very curious and excited to see how these two guys and what their role looks like two, three months from now. Um, Sam Ekstrom, who filled in for me while I was gone last week, he asked Jack Borman, it was such a great question. I want to ask you the same. He asked him, if you had to make a Wolves bench power rankings of the top three or four guys, what would that look like right now? Um. Oh, boy. I mean, it's I a good the, question, the, right? It, it is. Uh, the top three are Nikhil, Kyle, and Nas. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it it's tough because it, that, that ranking can change by the night and by the game, which makes which is what makes them all so important. And I know. Kyle is probably number one just because of his steadying presence and just his constant consistency. Mm-hmm. But the nights where they're hot, Nikhil and Nas just can take this team to another level, especially if Jaden's in foul trouble or Conley's hurt or in foul trouble, which he never really is, or Cat's in foul trouble or Gobert's, you know, they the opponent is doing the hack of Gobert and forcing him off the court and then Nas can come in. So we've seen all of them really take over games, which is a real, you know, testament to them being a great team because great teams have bench players who can do that. But I, I think Kyle's just constant presence and consistency would probably have to put him at the top of the list for me. Uh, agreed. It, it's just funny though, you know, you asked that same question a month ago and it, it's yeah. just so top two heavy. It, it's just been so fun to watch. I mean, nah, like you mentioned, it's just continue to grow his game from last year to this year. And it's just fun to watch a guy that, you know, was really at the time considered to be just kind of this throwing piece in that Conley trade last year. Um, I want to ask you about this team in the big picture here and just, I guess, how far can they go? But first, quick word from our sponsors over at Prize Picks. Quick reminder, tonight's postcast brought to us by our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is without a doubt the most fun I've had playing Daily Fantasy because you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. Why I love it, it's just so easy to play. All you got to do is select two or more players. You pick more or less than their projected stats on any given night. And now you can even cross sports and pick multiple players in different sports all together. That's just another reason why Prize Picks is the funnest way to play Daily Fantasy. Plus, Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all season long. And with the Price Picks reboot policy, check this out your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. I love that. So in any game, if your player gets hurt in the first half, they don't return. That player gets rebooted on your bet slip. That makes Prize Picks the only daily fantasy platform around that offers you injury insurance to give you that extra peace of mind. 
Right now, go to prizepix.com slash NBA. Use code NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's promo code NBA at prizepix.com slash NBA for 100% bonus match up to $100. One more time, prizepix.com slash NBA for a 100% bonus match today. All right, I don't think I can go a postcast without bringing up Rudy Gobert because the guy's just been the biggest catalyst in my eyes, just me, just my personal take when it comes to how this team looked last year to now. Just talk to me about his play tonight and really all year. And am I crazy to think the value of this guy on the court has just been exponential this season? Yeah, and it's the defensive presence that we were hoping to see from him last season. And, you know, mm-hmm. that. We, we were pitched this whole idea of, oh, they're bringing in a multi-time defensive player of the year to help out CAD and add extra size and boost the rebounding and all of that kind of stuff. And now we're finally seeing it. So that, you know, last summer's FIBA stuff with the injury coming in hurt, not really a full training camp that kind of continued all throughout the season. And he finally feels comfortable and it feels like guys from top to bottom on this roster are really figuring out how to play with him and where to get him the ball, where he likes it, you know, and he's taken a step back offensively where he's not demanding and really pushing for all these post-ups on offense and being more of just that play finisher around the rim. And he was seven for seven tonight because he's just getting easy dunks constantly uh, because guys like Cat and Conley and Ant are getting to the rim and finding him with those easy dump offs. And then just his mobility and impact on defense have been extraordinary this year. Yeah, well said. Great breakdown, as always. That's why I love picking your brain about him specifically, because you're right. It just puts things into perspective as far as how dominant and such a catalyst he's been to this recent Mm -hmm. success. Uh, They said this on the broadcast. The Wolves could and should be a better three-point shooting team. And I'm just curious, which player you think, outside of Ant, outside of Cant, you'd like to see develop and step up into that kind of volume three-point shooter behind those two? Because right now, there does seem to be a little vacancy in that department for that third guy they're missing. Would you agree in that? Yeah, and I I think Jaden's the big one there. Um, He's been really good this year at forcing those closeouts and, you know, attacking those closeouts, finding those uh, areas in the mid-range and pulling up from there. He's super comfortable at that, super effective at that. But if he can just let the corner threes fly a little more quickly, a little more consistently, and you know he starts taking five-ish a game and knocking down two to three, I think that would be massive um, because then it would just even create even more of those abilities or opportunities for for him to attack closeouts. Then the other one is Shake Milton. The shot just hasn't fallen for him this year. Um, it's coming out a little a little flat a lot of the times. So he's kind of rushing it. So if he can kind of find that comfort zone and get back to that 35 to 38% uh, catch and shoot rate, um, that, that would be massive for the bench scoring, who at times some of these lineups, they, they really struggle with floor spacing. Yeah, well said. Uh, Let's have a little fun here. I mean, just because this team is just playing so hot right now. It's been so fun. I got a quick little game called Hot or Not. Three quick questions here. I want to know if it's a hot take or not. So first up, this is the best Wolves start to a season the team has had in 20 years. So you'd have to go all the way back to the KG area. Is that too spicy of a take? Is that hot or not? I I think not. I think it's accurate. Yeah. yeah. The, this is the best Wolves team I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
it's going back to that KG te- those KG teams, and those KG teams were really. And I know there were some fun pieces on that on those teams, but it was basically just Kevin Garnett and him being a freak. Uh, this is the most well-rounded and just talent-laden team that the Wolves have had. Next one up, the Wolves through eleven games are one of the best three teams in the NBA. Is that too spicy? Is that hot or not? I not. I the the other teams we look at at the top of the <laughs> who league, are I, we? I don't know what who I don't are know. We? This who feels is this wrong. Team? This feels wrong. I'm yeah. we're, we're in a simulation and I, someone needs to pull the plug. Um they they beat and the the road trip they just had proved that they belong where they're at. They 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 haven't been playing the bottom dwellers and feasting on these bad young teams. Um which is kind of exciting for what the record could continue to grow into once they start getting more of those teams on the roster. Uh, But they've beaten Denver. They've beaten Boston. They've beaten Golden State twice in Golden State, uh, New Orleans twice. Like they're really good. And the fact that their defense is playing the way it is on a nightly basis is a real testament to this team being very, very real. Yeah. All right. Last one here. And and I just want you to think back to the, the Boston game, the Denver game with this one. Think about these two when they're playing at their peak, their absolute best. Ant and Cat are the best one-two punch in the league when they're playing at their best, hot or not. Is that too spicy? That that, that one's pretty hot for me. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. That, that, that we we that, couldn't that go three and oh. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> go three and oh. No way. Okay. Um, who, who comes up, who just, you know, first just knee jerk reaction comes to mind when you think about the top one, two punch, where do Cat and Ant kind of have to excel at to get to that kind of top tier, I guess. And the big one is just nightly consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you look at Ant tonight, one of six from three, nine of 21, uh, from the field overall, his numbers were awesome. He led the team in points, rebounds, assists. It's hard to really gripe with it, with his performance, but it's like, man, just get to the get to the rim a little more frequently you know mm-hmm. stop taking some of these reckless pull up threes um he really wants to be a jump shooter and his shot has grown a ton so i get it and he's tremendous this year so i'm nitpicking here but it's just that nightly consistency that we see from a jokic murray combo uh you know lebron anthony davis the jason tatum jalen brown th- those type of guys where i think they're right there in like tier 2 but that nightly consistency between Ant's kind of shot selection and consistent impact and Cat's ability to defend, which has been so much better this year than in the past, but he's getting in foul trouble almost nightly. So those just kind of nitpicking things keep them right outside that those elite, elite pairings. But yeah, I don't think anybody's really going to argue with you because again, those combos, those duos that you just mentioned have been doing it for so long, so consistently. And I think it's just fun that, this is even a discussion right now yeah. at this point. And I agree. They're not there yet, but man, you see shades, you see glimpses mm-hmm. of that. They continue to do this consistently. As you mentioned, they could be in that discussion with some of the best duos in the league. Uh, well done. You passed the test. You made it through the gauntlet. We got time for a couple more quickies to close here right after I tell you about FanDuel. Quick reminder, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line wager. That means all you got to do is find the best money line bet you like. 
wager $5, you win that bet, you're getting $150 in bonus bets back. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on all the action. The app, it's so easy to use, and they got everything you need. Money lines, parlays, prop bets, you name it, they got it. FanDuel's got everything you need to bet on the entire NBA season, and it's by far the easiest and simplest betting app to use. Go check it out for yourself. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on today. America's number one sports book, FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. All right, last couple before we wrap up here. Uh, last time we talked, the defense was, I mean, the best in the league. And I know they kind of came back down to earth versus Phoenix and New Orleans, but are they still the best in the NBA consistently night in and night out, in your opinion? And, and I guess what's just kind of been the catalyst behind their success? I, I think they are. Um, I, I think probably Boston is a close second okay. or yeah. argument for number one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some three-point luck um, in their fir- first 10 games or so. And that, you know, really kind of quickly corrected itself. Um, but they're doing a really good job of running shooters off the line and forcing them to, to the rim to Gobert, who's just such a presence um, around the rim. So their ability to do that, to go over screens, to consistently play um, the same coverage out of the pick and roll and not have this unsure approach where you know are are they playing at the level are they playing that high wall uh are they scrambling on the back end it's like no they're just kind of playing a pretty consistent drop coverage with elite athletes chasing over those screens and playing the best perimeter defense that rudy gobert has ever played with so i think the 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 easiest kind of explanation for it is that rudy gobert looks like rudy gobert again and his Mm -hmm. ability to kind of play that cat and mouse game to really maneuver the paint and um position himself around the rim and consistently make an impact um, it is the biggest thing that's kind of driving this defense, but it, it, it it's really important to point out how effective the perimeter defenders have been at funneling those guys to go bear, to make those plays, to chase them off the line, to they, these are the best perimeter defenders that Gobert has ever played with. Um, and mm-hmm. it, it really, really shows because they just make life easier for each other on basically a possession by possession basis. Yeah, well said there. And, and now, you know, you're sitting at 10 and three. They, they've seemed to not only survive, but thrive through that nasty gauntlet of the schedule to open things up. couple huge surprise wins, obviously, over Denver and Boston there in the mix. But now they get their next four or five at home with Philly and Sacramento on deck, followed by Memphis. Oklahoma City, and then Utah. I guess when you see that laid out on paper like that, what's your forecast for how far this team could go this next week and a half or so? Like, what's your expectations look like knowing how well they've been playing? I mean, yeah, when you asked me about their last road trip, and I was like, if they can come out 500, I'd be thrilled. Right. Um, and, you know, they kind of shattered that. I think two, two, two over 500, they're, they're going to drop a game at home sooner or later. May, hopefully sure. not, but it's yeah. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, the the West is so loaded this year. So Embiid Maxi is going to be a really tough test. Maxi is playing out of his mind. So it will be really fascinating to see how they kind of try to contain him. I'm assuming Nas is going to play on him. Um, but then how they handle the Gobert or the, the Embiid matchup, whether they put Cat on him or um, Gobert. And can Cat stay out of foul trouble? Because Embiid is one of the best 
kind of foul merchants in the league. He gets to the line an obscene amount of times. Um, so it's going to be a real tough test. OKC is not the same OKC team that we saw in the play in last year. Chet Holmgren's playing at an absurd level. Mm. Uh, they have size throughout the roster, um, not seven footer size like the Timberwolves have, but they have really good positional size um, across the board. So it, it's going to be tough. But again, if they can come out of this five, six game stretch with four wins, I think that'd be huge. Oh, absolutely. Uh, last one here. I, I always just like to pick your brain about what's going on around the rest of the league. And I know we haven't talked in a little over a week. So what's really stuck out to you lately, I guess, in the Western Conference thus far, as far as maybe, you know, the biggest surprises for good or bad, I guess. And and where do the Wolves fit into the whole mix? Yeah, and Denver just kind of continues to keep rolling. Um, and tonight they were playing the Pistons and... Coach Malone and Jokic both got tossed and they still mm-hmm. eked out a win. Uh, Jamal Murray went down and Reggie Jackson has just kind of stepped into that spot and filled it seamlessly. They've done a really good job of kind of building and maintaining that championship depth off the, off the bench through the draft with guys like Julian Strother and Christian Brown and Peyton Watson. So it's like, yeah, losing Jeff Green and Bruce Brown from last year hurts, but they've done a really good job of drafting um, and developing guys who can play very quickly in their careers and make a real impact. And it, it's just a real testament to just how obscenely impressive Jokic is on a nightly basis and how he's kind of just inevitable. A- any final thoughts on Jaden uh, possibly missing any time, what that could look like as far as maybe, you know, guys getting a little bit more playing time and just how that maybe affects their defense a little bit more. And again, we kind of already went over it at the top of the show. Like what a great confidence booster knowing you can still put up that great defensive performance and win a game like this at home by 17 without one of your best players, but maybe long-term, if that is the case, just your quick thoughts on maybe how things might look a little bit different. Yeah, and it, it's definitely going to hurt um, whenever you lose a six eleven all right. NBA all defense you know wing. It's going to hurt. Um, it looked like a nasty roll, so I'd be kind of surprised if he doesn't miss some time. I would imagine Nikhil kind of slides into the starting lineup, and we kind of just see what we saw tonight, where he's that point of attack defender, and just kind of they swap Jaden for Nikhil. Um, I think that means a little more Shake Milton coming off the bench, and mm-hmm. I think it's going to mean a lot of Troy Brown. Um, Again, another guy who's the shot still not falling, finally made a three at least, but went one for three uh, from three, one for five from the floor, but five rebounds. And that that veteran defense, that veteran composure, and that ability to, you know, insert a six, seven wing mm-hmm. who can really rebound the ball at a consistent rate, that's big. So I, I would imagine that we start to see a lot of a, a lot more of him. Uh- Chris Finch is going to get Shake Milton cooking here soon if it's the last thing you do. You can just tell. You can just tell he's committed to the bit. Uh, Well said, though. Well done tonight, as always. Wolf, thump the Knicks 117-100. Stay undefeated at home and move to 10-3 on the season. Huge shout-out to everyone that joined us on tonight's postcast. Rest assured, we'll be back each and every game. Same time, same place, right here to break it all down. Quick reminder as well, go check out all of Tyler's work on Twitter, at TeamMetcalf11. That's going to do it for us tonight. Wolves beat the Knicks next on deck. It's the 76ers at home this Wednesday night, tip-off 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Join us again right here for the entire recap. Follow all our work 
over at the Lockdown Sports Minnesota Network. And of course, Ben Beacon over on the Lockdown Wolves podcast as well. He's Tyler Metcalf. I'm Luke Inman on Twitter at Luke underscore Spinman. Until next time, signing out. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.